Right, welcome everybody. We're back this week with this week's episode of the Big Go Bell Podcast. It is a table of three tonight. I two chains and accompanied by Jamal the Giant Crab and Mr. Silly Sellers. Gentlemen, how's it going today? Uh pretty well. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Go going good for me. Shout out to my San Francisco 49ers <laughs> for reaching the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we will take it all the way against Kansas City, but uh we shall see. I knew you would have what, comments about that. What part of the that. Bay Area are you from again? <laughs> oh, I am from San Francisco slash Santa Clara, California. <laughs> oh, both at the same time. Yes, both at the same time. Hmm. <laughs> I can also fly in the San Jose airport if I need to. So <laughs> Easily quick predictions on that game. How do you think it's going to plan out? Um, I'm hoping that we win. I know it's going to be probably a high-scoring game. Um, I think it might come down to a field goal. I'm predicting it to be like a 45-42 game, mm. similar to when we played the Saints earlier this year. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a tough match, and, and a lot of sports are going to happen. And I think the team that does the most sports, when sports needs to be done, will probably win the match. If I had to pick a score... I'm going to say uh, a team will win. So, yeah, go go sports. <laughs> hey, Joel, I got I to gotta see something too in, funny. in a second. Too I funny. do think it's going to – I do think 49 is going to win. I think that uh, when it comes down to Super Bowl – excuse me, Super Bowl type of caliber teams, um, defense and game managers is the recipe. It's kind of what um, the earlier day Patriots kind of rid off of, and I see a lot of that within that team, but – also, Andy Reid getting the Super Bowl, I think, is a lot of people's hopes. But um, who's um, Santa Clara playing? Um, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yep. Really high power offensive team. Oh yeah, they got Joe Montana, right? <laughs> yep, Jerry Rice. About too. about built. Yeah, you're right. About a billion years ago. Um, yeah, Jamal, I know. I know back, yeah. I know. I know you're not the biggest Stephen A. Smith fan, but I. No, got that's to- not true. That's not true. I hate Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> um, I hate him with a fiery passion, and I think that there's a special place in hell in the commentator's wing next to him and Stuart Scott. I I gotta I gotta show you this video of Stephen A. Smith uh, doing some sparring and boxing. If you need Could a you, laugh, I don't. if if I, you need like a Stephen laugh, a laugh for me. <laughs> Your the shape up probably we got more work than he did, huh? <laughs> Your hatred for that guy is limitless. Uh, man. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's talk about things that's going on um, kind of in the world of wrestling this week. Um, so this weekend, a big event is obviously WWE Worlds Collide. Now, initially, when I kind of heard about this happening, I was like, okay, cool. They have it. Uh, they've, they've had it the last two years, I believe. Definitely uh-huh. when we were in um, New Orleans. That's the first year they had it because... Um, I remember being really pressed to go to Access to see it. I think last year they had it, and I cannot remember if they actually taped it or not. Uh, and 
subsequently when they had it last year, I don't it wasn't really a spectacle. It was like, hey, if you go to access, this is obviously an extra incentive for you. Now, it was kind of weird and wonky about how the scheduling was done the first year, and obviously they were testing things out. But I want to put emphasis on the fact that the first year when they did it, it was a it was pretty much uh an encompassed mister of NXT, uh the deep NXT roster, the evolve roster, and uh 205 live people, and it kind of just threw a bunch of people out of there. They came up with like a tournament style, so it had some stake in it. Um, even the Evolve Championship was even defended on it as well, and their and their tag champion. So it was cool if you're an indie fan and you you know you kind of got a glimpse of what's going to be the future of WWE. And then last year, I totally do not remember, so to say, what was kind of going on with it. But nonetheless, uh, for 2020, this is absolutely an, an event. It's they're treating it as um, as a pay per view, um, and there has been sort of storyline built into it and and in nationality when you really think about it like because this is pretty much the road to wrestlemania now starting through worlds collide which uh you know typically starts with the royal rumble which is next weekend this is coming out this weekend and thus there's really no takeover this is absolutely sort of the 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 mixture uh i mean the 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 what am i saying the um the the replacement Is it this Sunday? I think it is. Yep, Rumble is this Sunday, so it is the. It, it better be this Sunday because it's the last Sunday in in. in well, well, January. January Dude, but, I got I got to be honest. Yeah. I was a little bit confused because I was tracking something else and when things were going to come out, and I realized the Super Bowl, and then uh, I was looking at how. Yeah, it, it. I don't know. Okay, so the Rumble is this weekend. So okay, yeah. yep. so nonetheless, the World Collides is just re- replacing Takeover. In 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 other words. But with that being said, when you when you think about that now, uh, is this it, uh, first of all do we do we like this recipe better, and what does this ultimately do for the NXT brand when they when they're actually building it this way? It's hard for me because I to me I was even researching it because I didn't realize maybe I just missed out on it a little bit. To me, it wasn't promoted in a way where I'm excited for it to come out. Like, I didn't see a lot of commercials for it. I barely saw the car, but maybe that that was on my fault for not catching up and following through. But when you see it and it comes on TV for whatever time it comes on, I'm pretty sure it'll be great content, but I'm just not sure if it does anything to elevate it to a bigger level for NXT. I just think it'll be just another great show. Yeah, see, part of the problem that I have with Worlds Collide is that uh, it was a two-day access event Mm-hmm. For uh, the Royal Rumble last you know. year and WrestleMania last year, and then mm-hmm. now we want to pretend like it's not that thing anymore. It's actually a takeover level event. Mm-hmm. Okay, well mm-hmm. maybe it is. Maybe it actually is. If that's the case, then build it as a separate event and not latching on to the Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, exactly. I don't watch NXT anymore, and so I really don't know what the storytelling has been. And I, I hope and assume that they have built it up towards. Worlds Collided is an event, but realistically, uh, TakeOver has taken over the weekend, and I can't imagine that Worlds Collide is going to do that. However, uh, this is an opportunity to get more eyes on the NXT UK product, yep. and maybe not for Americans, because it comes on at a weird time and 
on a weird day and stuff like that. But in England, um, well, this is kind of for you. Like, hey, this is this, this is the thing for you. Watch NXT UK. Uh, this is why they're doing it. I would honestly rather see TakeOver Portland uh, switched and have Worlds Collide in Portland. And instead of doing the um, uh, Royal Rumble th- weekend deal and just have that TakeOver in place, I think it's once you start establishing you know, precedent, then uh, you know, do that. Personally, uh, rugby does a thing called State of Origin in Australia where the state of Queensland and the state of New South Wales battle it out with actual players that are from there. So it's kind of like the Pro Bowl if you were from a place. Um, but the thing is, is it's a three-game series. World's Collide could actually be that. It could be a mixture of NXT 205 Live and other non-main roster, therefore not important aspects of WWE, in three events over the year. That gives you, it's a series, and people like a good series. There will be a winner at the end of the year or at the end of the third uh, show. And then you could, you know, have some other things to look forward to. There's a lot there on the table, but just to switch it with TakeOver, uh, I don't know. Because NXT UK doesn't get the play um, that it does in the NXT landscape that it should replace the TakeOver. Yeah, it, now that I got yeah, more yeah. time to actually oh, think about this is because, like, yeah, when when I think about when I think about when we think about takeover, we know that's just potentially the show stealer for the big four slash five each and every weekend, uh, properly built, um, and the utmost, the upper echelon of, of of talent and matches are put on display at takeovers, properly promoted, and absolutely the event that leads into, you know, the next event. Worlds Collide, like you said, happened to be a bonus feature that was at Access, and then last year they promoted it however they wanted to do, and and obviously it wasn't on a grand stage, it wasn't highly promoted, it was just one of those type of things, like, and you get this. No, so, it was a it was a bunch of YouTube clips at the, at the um, convention center exactly, for Access. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I wish we could, I wish we could, and it's weird because it's like the first year I wish they would have recorded it so we could have seen it because I've seen good matches there. And I remember like talking back to people it was like, oh, y'all can't even see it. So that sucks. Then the next year they're like, oh, yeah, we will show it. But it also was, wasn't just any that. And now that build into this makes me feel like, okay, well, how is this any better than the following years? And also, why would you replace? Why would you test something that didn't need replacements? I.e., takeovers. We just got takeover Blackpool last uh, last week. This month, shall I say, um, Blackpool Two, which was an amazing show, which was on January twelfth. And now you was like, okay, well, where is the NXT Florida brand uh, to have their big grand stage? And then even when you're looking at this card too, it also just feels like it's just like a hey, we got something we need to do. Let's just do anything. Now, of course, right. this one now I encompass NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live brand, whatever that means. But, you know, when you think about the matches, you don't even have your biggest championships even contended, uh, uh, being defended. Excuse me. So you got an eight-man tag with Undisputed Era versus Imperium, which would be cool. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, Angel Garza, he's defending his Cruiserweight Championship. A tag match DIY versus Mustache Mountain. And Minion versus Kylie Ray in a singles match, which is not even for the NST UK title. So you're missing the North American title. You're missing the TAD titles. And matter of fact, 
not only that, you did all this bill for the Dusty Road Classic, and why wouldn't you even display that now at this point? So, I don't know. Good as point. far as what this does for the brand, it doesn't do anything for me. I think it's this extra material on the network, but it should not proceed one of the big four slash five. When I say four slash five, because what TLC is not technically, I mean, not TLC, um, Money in the Bank technically isn't one, I don't think. It is It is for me, though. But we but, count but it. You're right. It's not. Right. It's not. Right. It's but not. every time we know there's a big, you know, when there is one of the big slash four or five, we know that there's going to be a takeover that weekend. Yeah. Um, that yeah. we know, and, and, and if that's your style of wrestling, and if you are a big true fan of NXT, you know that that's what you want to turn into that week. And now, for one of the big four, especially in the road to WrestleMania, we don't have that. And I don't think that, for me, it just doesn't feel like the right call. Sure, this may be watchable, but the implications of what takeovers mean, the big, you know, the 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 big climax for everything that you've been building towards, for that pay-per-view moment, for everyone to step up to the highest stage to do what they do, when you don't have that, now we're just waiting and waiting. And I feel like it's so synonymous with one of the big four slash big five. It just feels like lackluster. And I feel like that might ultimately put a taint over this paper, over this show, period. So I don't think it does good for the NST, UK, the NST brand, but for the UK brand and fans, sure, it's a win for them. Is it sure. Because it really so, Jamal, can't let me do ask worse. You this question. Go ahead. Well, true. But let me yeah. ask this question, Jamal. To you now, with the, the, the rugby analogy that you made with it, if you did that with this NXT, with NXT UK, NXT, and the 205 Live, and like you said, have this series and have it, you know, different part of the year, what will be the end goal for that? Because I love the idea, but I'm just thinking, what will be the end goal? Like, what will be the, the target that you're trying to achieve if you do that? Well, whatever you want. I mean, like, we, so for Survivor Series, they had a point system, and it really didn't amount to any damn thing. Um, and then in the end, NXT ran away from it, so it really didn't matter either way. There was no storyline implications afterwards. Nobody even brought it up, and nobody actually cares. NXT wants Survivor Series because, lo and behold, NXT really isn't, at least right now, in a major part of the Royal Rumble weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT, as a, NXT Florida, uh, for, for lack of a better phrasing, is kind of been overshadowed by the fact that the UK guys are coming. Um, they, nobody's been announced that I know of for the Royal Rumble on the NXT side, and that could be prove, prove me wrong. Um, and then we don't know what matches that they're having aside from the Royal, aside from the two Rumbles um, in Houston. Where's where's the NXT uh, placement? And this is supposed to be your third uh, brand. So the short answer to your question is after that very long one. You can kind of do anything you want. <laughs> you can do a, you could do a, a tournament. You can do a point system. You can do a trophy. Um, you can have different people vie for different titles. Obviously, if two hundred five live is a thing, then why not have um, an NXT like Tyler Bate vie for the Cruiserweight Championship? There's a lot of storytelling to be told and under the guise of like brand supremacy, which was the whole point of Survivor Series. And and honestly. The first one could have been in February. The second one could have been in July. And the third one could have been Survivor Series weekend. I mean, because you have this now year-long storytelling that's building uh, since February in this scenario. And it ends mm-hmm. in November. I mean, that's something that... And, and then, of course, you take you know, three months off and then start it over again in February. You know, it, it's, it's, it ain't that hard. Uh, it's very simple to put together. And I really do think with enough people, 
especially since they have so many people in the UK, so many people in Florida, um, switching around with the main roster and stuff like that. Why not just have a, you know this little series that happens throughout the year? It doesn't overshadow anything. It is completely you know tertiary to the product. But yet, it's something worth fighting for, especially in a brand supremacy weekend that is Survivor Series. And if you look at the card for Worlds Collide today, it really involves the lower card of NXT because um, we're, uh, you know the Undisputed Era is there, but like Keith Lee isn't there, Dijak isn't there. Well, I, to be clear, um, I won't I won't say the lower card, but it's not they. This isn't focusing on their main focus right now. So everything that you've been watching NST for, you're not tuning in to this for that. Not at all. It's not the big, like I said, the big climax of why you've been watching each and every Wednesday is not here. Well, true. True. And, and you're going to have to wait another month for that right. as TakeOver Portland is going to happen. Right. Um, which and, is and, look, and it wouldn't have mattered because if you would have just put TakeOver here regularly even if it still was in Portland, it wouldn't have made a difference because, like I said, Blackpool 2 was two weeks ago, and yet you're here technically with another NXT UK pay-per-view. So they mm-hmm. could have did it the same way and played it out. Like you said, they could have had ramifications of World Collide at both of them shows that it made yeah. sense mm-hmm. to go to uh, stage three of this. And on top of that, when we've seen the success of how um, Survivor Series work, why didn't they just encompass evolved talent with here too? You had a highlight pay per view for them. You had yeah. them involved in previous ones. Why not make it like that? You know, so that again, you also are, you know, you're you're introducing new people. You that which which in my eyes is relevance to say like, hey, here are new people. Here's why they're involved for this. Watch it. Same recipe that they did for NXT and it worked. Do it for your evolved talent now. Have your evolved two hundred five live UK. Florida brand, four different promotions or shows, Survivor Series style, whatever it may be. And to Jamal's question, have it be for whatever you want at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. contest, that's the con. Nine, $9.99 is $9.99 day in and day out. But just, in other words, just, just, you know, just do it. Yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is, is that uh, the NXT UK, for what it's worth, uh, really isn't. Uh, the headline grab that it could be. And this is probably the downside of the WWE uh, global takeover. Um, They've kind of, they've, they've ducked their hands and, you know, they're waist deep in the UK scene. And it's unfortunate because they're locking up guys to exclusive contracts and stuff like that. And now other promotions are really having a scramble. It is what it is, but they really not, allowing these people at least from the little bit that i've seen to kind of make what made them famous and then transfer that to wwe and we've seen that before where they'll take people the people that we know that we liked from that thing that we liked them from and then put them in the (laughs) wwe role and obviously the people that fit that mold and the people that don't are few and far in between so for as much as I could be interested in TakeOver, I'm not particularly interested in uh, the UK scene, not because they're not good, just because the WWE mold really may not fit them all. So hopefully 
and you know, and Takeover Blackpool was fine. Uh, Worlds Collide, I have no doubt that will be it will be fine as well. But you know, history says this is a Takeover weekend. But mm-hmm. it's we got to wait till February, and that's kind of like, eh. and sure, put it in Toyota Center instead of Access. Doesn't change anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't change anything at all. That's all. Let's move. Let's move to the other thing really quick too. So again, to my apologies. Yes, Royal Rumble is happening this weekend, um, and uh, you know, with Royal Rumble, always comes the speculation of who's going to return, and I think that's really the driving mystique factor for it. And there's been rumors. There's also been a lot of rumors debunked. There's people trolling of all sorts. Uh, uh, but ultimately, the one thing we should be able to account for is the representation of NXT. And when I say should, it's because we had that, if you want to call it, experiment with Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And it's proved to have worked. Uh, Jamal, who, did, who, and what was the first one again? The first experiment when... Um, WWE kind of had to do some impromptu changes again. With, uh, um, with the NXT guys in Buffalo for the SmackDown show? Right, uh, right, right. Second Saudi Arabia? Yep, thank you. So we got a double dose of what their insertants can do. Viewership and just flat out entertainment and to spark at this point. So now we're at, uh, again, the first of the big five in the year in Royal Rumble. And there's been nothing about it. Do you, I mean, is it safe to say that this little experiment slash AOL 30-day trial over trial is over? It's it's hard to say because, you know, WWE always likes to try to change things at the last minute or throw swerves at you that you don't see coming. So I'm thinking this may be their opportunity to try to say that, oh, let's hold our tricks in the bag and and let's just bring it out the day of the show. Because um, I probably they probably don't even know what they want to do right now. Um, and it's hard to say. Sometimes you can say that's good because you don't know what the surprises are, but I don't have high expectations that something big is going to come. Um, even like some of the teases that I saw, like I even saw an Edge picture where Edge had his boots in the suitcase or something like that, looking at him like he wanted to make a return. I know CM Punk has his little rumors coming in. I even had rumors about uh, Keith Lee. Maybe he could be the one to, to win the whole thing as a Royal Rumble, but it's just hard to say. Um, and, and I really don't think WWE has a true vision right now what they want to do for Mania because you will see things line up about how Mania will be, what matches you will have. I, I just think it's just totally wide open, and I just don't know which way to take it. Is that a good thing, or is it a way that's going to be a cluster? I just don't know. I think for as long as that company has been in business, for as long as WrestleMania has been a thing, uh, I would be shocked if they didn't have at least a plan. I think they'd have a rough sketch. I think they have a blueprint, uh, you know, of how they want it to go. Is everything nailed down and, and chiseled into granite? Absolutely no. Not. But are things on a on kind of like a time a rough draft? I think so. Um, I think that it is interesting that not a lot of people have been um, uh, from NXT have been announced for the Rumble itself. I think it's even more interesting that only like five or six women have been announced for their uh, Rumble, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to have 30 women as well. Um, I think it's you know even more interesting that you know we saw the NXT guys do double duty when it came to um, uh, Survivor Series weekend. 
and now this is the next big thing. You know, will we see a little bit more of that, or will it be uh, just whatever the fallout from Rose Collide? The NXT UK guys are here, um, or they will be in Houston. Will any of them play a part in, in the Rumble? So that is a thing. Now, we know that Brock's going number one, uh, <clears throat> and obviously we don't know who the number 30 is, and I swear to God, if it's Roman Reigns. Oh. Right. Oh. Right. So, I mean, but Book these it. are things. Well, of course. Um, so the, these are things that are, that are happening, and, and we really don't know. And I think, obviously, as wrestling fans, as, as a podcast, and all the dirt sheets, and that, their whole deal is to find out the information. They want the spoilers. So I think for right now, I'm willing to give the devil his due and say, good on you, WWE, for keeping us guessing. We don't know what the Royal Rumble is going to be. We don't know. We generally don't know who's going to be in it. So there still are some surprises that can be in store. And I think in this day of instant, I want to know everything now. And for them to still keep hold of some surprises either means that they really don't know or they have something up their sleeve. Mm -hmm. And I'm really hoping, and this is just a hope at this point, that it's the latter. So I think that, and that does build intrigue for the Rumble. Because if we knew that, you know, Steve Austin was coming back for one more Rumble, or Edge was coming back, or whatever. That may turn, you know, I don't want to see the Undertaker in the Royal Rumble. I'm not a fan of Edge. Uh, because we know that they're not going to win. Right. So, or not necessarily not going to win, but we know damn well the Undertaker's not going to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> if he came back. So is that something that we really need to see? Or is that a waste of a space that could have gone to an NXT guy? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of questions to be answered, and that will happen this weekend. So I think that's actually pretty good storytelling from WWE, keeping people guessing. And two chains, I know you're going to put your feedback into, but I have a feedback question for you, two chains, after you go um, mm-hmm. to, to hear your perspective on it. I like Jamal's approach here, and and it definitely changed quickly what I was going to say because I definitely remember last year I had my expectations about who I wanted to return, then therefore mm-hmm. being. Um, unsatisfied with the results. So my my idea now is that instead of this immediate, you know, expectation of what may happen, not knowing anything, actually it's a little bit more enjoyable, and it is what it is, regardless of what it is. But because yes, if if we knew the Undertaker or somebody was going to be in it, it's just like all right, well that's a throwaway, right? And right. you know, it's already the it's, and, and as much as fans are really invested into this pay-per-view. It's all about who it is, where they're placed at, how they're eliminated. It's a lot of reasons for people to get mad. So, you know, to not know the, the un- the, for so much uncertainty going into it, um, it kind of puts you at ease, shall I say, for the people that really need to know everything. Um, but it does create the intrigue to say, like, okay, well, you need to watch then. And I think that's actually a positive thing with WWE. But I will say, on the contrary, too, um, I still would have liked NXT to have been somewhat included in their brand to be kind of stapled to this, uh, regardless of how the Rumble's done, if they're even in the Rumble, if they had their own Rumble, whatever it may be. I, I would have liked to continue to see uh, Royal Rumbles be uh, the staple of, uh, oh, not to say Royal Rumble, the Big Five be the staple of all brands being joined together. And again, if Worlds Collide is the, you know, if, okay, well, well, let's put it this way then. Because something I don't even think we mentioned. 
and we're talking about NST being a legit brand, a third brand, as we stated in November, then why isn't that third brand, you know, competing with the other two of the three brands? But if you having them have their own show competing with, you know, their BEC level tier show, whatever you want to consider UK and 205 Live, that doesn't do anything good for me as a viewer. It also makes just the, the terminology of call up is automatically reinstated, which has also been circulating Keith Lee, but it's like, well, is he going to be called up to win the Rumble when it shouldn't even be that? It should be an expectation of, especially with him just winning the North American Championship, it should be the expectation now of saying he's one of the frontal representing members of that brand. He absolutely needs to be in this pay-per-view. He absolutely needs to either be defending this championship or in the Rumble of some of some sort. If you have, if Raw has their championship, their champion in it, and other people have their respective champions in it, then the third brand should have theirs as well too. So I don't know. This this that's the only issue I have as far as like the lack of representation for the NST brand. But speaking of Keith Lee, really quick, with Keith Lee winning the North American Champion uh, last night against Roger Strong, now we know ever since that. The USA deal has happened with NXT and the world has finally got to get their eyes set on Keith Lee, something that people have known for a long time, but the stars align perfectly and he's on full display and the guy talent by all puns and intended reasons is limitless and everyone is absolutely seeing that he's getting endorsements from people all over. He's ultimately got the ultimate endorsement from Triple H, which is part of the recruitment of him being there. We all know that what he can do, um, everything that we knew he could do, he's showing it plus more now. With him winning the championship last night, and with all the speculation, all the um, endorsements that he's just getting currently right now, do you think that the North American Championship is the immediate response and decision, quickly decision making right now because they know this is the moment to make the move? And if they don't, consequently, it could ultimately be the demise of something that's becoming a supernova as we see it. You know, honestly, and I don't mean to be so negative, I just never, when the North American title first came about, I never was a fan of it. I never was a fan of it when, um, oh Lord, uh, Velveteen had won it. And I'm not a fan when uh, Keith Lee won it. It seems like to me, and once again, I don't mean to be pessimistic. It's a consolation prize just to see somebody have gold around their waist for this company. And to me, it means no relevance. To me, that's like in a way, even though the IC title or US title are procedures in their own ways, that's like promoting your IC title because Brock Lesnar's holding your other title and you never see it on TV. Um, if you really want to do something about it, you have Keith Lee win the NXT world, uh, world title and then move him up where he can have that title and another title, like a, a main event title, like maybe even a, a universal title, just as an example. You know, if you want to make somebody a big star, make him a mega big star because nobody else has done it. Like who else would have won the NXT world title gone to the Royal Rumble and there's going to main event WrestleMania because they're going to put um, their NXT title versus somebody universal title and winner takes all. And if Keith Lee wins that to me, that means a lot. Um, this little short plugs, putting them in, winning these titles. Once again, it's great for him. I'm glad to see God go around his waist, but, but don't put, don't belittle it. Give him the big, 
big stake in a way. Let him grab that brass ring. Let him do the big thing. I think that would be a bigger moment than doing this mediocre way just to say that, oh, he got a, he got a title. He got belt around his waist. I don't think that's fair. We just go big or go home. Yeah, I kind of uh, actually not kind of. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I, I think that any title um, that can be had, you know, should be had. And I think there's a lot of people that will never see championship uh, uh, gold for whatever reason. Or if they receive championship gold, it's in an actual joke way. Uh, the hardcore twenty four seven championship or the current twenty four seven seven eleven i ninety five two hundred five live championship. Um, <laughs> It is, it, you know, we know that that's an actual joke. So for Keith Lee to win the second biggest uh, prize in NXT is, you know, kind of a big deal. Now, with that said, it is a mid-card title. Let's not pretend that it's something that's, that's, that is not. And the reason why it's a mid-card title is because Adam Cole has the, the main one. And that's just what it is. So to your point, I agree with that. But I don't think that's a bad thing that Nicole will have the championship until he dies. So that you need somebody else to have a championship because they're not Adam Cole yet. So that makes a bit of sense. Same thing with like a tag team belt. Mm -hmm. Well, I literally don't have a a championship line through a single title run. So you and me should be a tag team. That's literally what happened with Sean Spears, the AEW, uh, you know, as of late. Yeah. Um, so it's you know the pursuit of gold is is what it is and you know I, and I think that that's fine. The problem is, and I think that does tie into Worlds Collide um, taking over the Takeover weekend. Personally, I don't think they should have had a Takeover this weekend anyway. If they're not going to use, we talk about going big. Takeover should have been the Rumble. Mm-hmm. We're going to take over the Rumble, and if that means that, so like all the championship matches are there. But I'm looking at the Rumbles card. So other than the two Rumbles, the only non-titles match uh, are Roman Reigns versus uh, Baron Corbin and Chad Gable versus Sheamus. If you're telling me that we need those two matches (laughs) over uh, Adam Cole versus somebody for the NXT Championship or an NXT Tag Team Championship match, you know, and, and then put Keith Lee with the North American title in the Rumble itself. If you're telling me that we need Reigns versus Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match, or Gable versus the return of Sheamus in a singles match, if we need that at the Rumble, then I don't know. Then I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. So I think that for those weekends, because the big question was, well, how, for Survivor Series was, Jesus, I mean, th- these guys went through hell at TakeOver uh, before Survivor Series, and now they're in uh, a Survivor Series match, you know, how are they going to do it? And they did it. They did it. And, and hats off to them. But really, if you're talking about integrating NXT as a third brand, well, what better place to do that than the Rumble, where it is a mix of everyone? Right. But unfortunately, 25 out of 30 men have been announced, according to uh, the Rumble's wiki page, um, as of January 23rd. So, unless those five people are not Hall of Famers and are NXT superstars, uh, oops. <laughs> so, I think that that's you know an opportunity that was certainly missed, and I think the entertaining the UK guys for what it's worth is another miss. But uh, you know there is still room for the Rumble as it does have some surprises left. But I really think that you could have had Sheamus come back after the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You could have had Roman Reigns 
literally every other SmackDown before that. I mean, is is that the match we need? Especially since you know that Roman Reigns is going to be in the Rumble. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who these people are clamoring to see Baron Corbin in a match, but that's not the play, Chief. Yeah, quick, quick, quickly adding. I mean, the idea for me is that if you did have him immediately win, you know, the championship on a Wednesday night show, cool. But with purpose then, because you're not going to have it at your pseudo takeover at World's Collide. You won't be there. And then it, by by how I was looking, you're not going to have him at the Rumble. Uh, not on paper and probably not as an entrant, but you got everybody on all levels endorsing this guy and when it came down to what we seen this guy can do at um survivor series it just mathematically makes sense at this point this is like he stole the show there you know he steals the show every every wednesday when he gets a chance and then you put him on the bench so i'm just not getting that i do totally agree some gold is better than none because absolutely it could, it it could it could it could be it, again it could be none or it could be like you said it could be the twenty four seven for whatever it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I don't think this was it. Like Jerome said, um, I would have liked this to have been done um, just a little different here, considering what this week truly represents in WWE. We know when it comes down to the to the Rumbles, the road to WrestleMania, and I know that's kind of a slogan, but yet it's absolutely exactly what it is. All storylines begin this weekend, which moves forward to fans' investment to the ultimate weekend for WWE. And from what I'm seeing right now, uh, they got a lot of work, and I don't know which one you guys said, but it technically does not look like they know what they want to do right now. Yeah, and that, you know, fine they got time last year they i guess they got it together i'm not really sure um and and whatever you know and with other period and what other wolf i can't even get my words out in whatever period length it took them to do so but as a viewer and a consumer and somebody who's a potential customer is like i would like to kind of i have an idea of what i want to be doing in april by peeps of what's happening now and um, I'm just not totally getting that right now. So I don't know. But that's just a personal reflection, like I said. And again, you know, they got, what, four months? Two months. What, April? Three months. That's um, three months. Yeah, a good three months until they have to get it all done. Let me ask this question here. And I can ask it both of you. Just a, a quick prop bet, if I, if I may, just to slide this in. Who would you say is a realistic men potential winner, woman potential winner? And does this, does this event go... Longer or shorter than three hours and 45 minutes? Longer for sure. And winner, Brock Lesnar. Um, three hours and 45. Wait, three hours and 45 minutes. Okay, so mm-hmm. they have two women's rumbles. That's mm-hmm. two hours right there. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, one, two, three, four championship matches. Yep. And then the other two are. Uh, Reigns, Corbin, uh, and Ch- uh, Chuck Abel and Sheamus. Even if those other championship matches get 20 minutes apiece, that's another hour. And then 
the other um that's an hour and 20 minutes and then the other two matches yeah that's that's three hours and 45 minutes right there mm-hmm. when you include entrances and, and all that stuff so uh if if anything it's going to be probably close to the five hours um as far as who should who would win uh, i mean i'm looking at the list of who's in it and there's you know 25 or so people um I don't know. I don't think they're going to book themselves into that major corner and having Brock survive the Rumble and mm-hmm. win it and just take WrestleMania off, I guess. Um, I really, obviously, Smart Money says Roman Reigns is going to win it because mm-hmm. why wouldn't he? Um, but a surprise would be like Rusev because, mm. you know, like, like Rusev versus Brock would be a pretty damn good match. Um, but I think that it's, and I wouldn't want to see it, but AJ Styles could win it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Short answer is Elias. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Elias Samson is going to WrestleMania. Uh, you know, put your, all your money and walk with Elias. Yeah. Right. Let's 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 get to something else really quick about NXT while we're talking about it. Now, uh, the next thing really quick is what reports and also what is was evident last week. Excuse me, last week, last night on NXT, and it looks like NXT is taking a step forward in the removal of gender specifics. And what I mean by that is that it looks like champions of uh of the brand their respected brand shall i say both nxt uk and nxt are just going to be considered champions what i mean by that is that you know the word women men uh would no longer be a thing so last night rhea ripley was excuse me last night um kaylee ray faced uh tony storm and for the uh, NXT UK Championship, not the NXT Women's UK Championship, the World Women's was removed. Um, also uh, noted by Mauro and um, obviously being reported by media outlets as well that the word woman is now not going to be a thing. With that being said, I just want to know what you guys thought about this and more or less. And, and, and you know, Becky Lynch has spoken out about this as well, too, saying that you flight. The word women's need to be dropped from division and um and believing that and believing that it potentially is holding back the division. So I, I like I said, I want to know what you guys thoughts to this and um more or less, what do you think are the upcoming challenges to make this change may be? Uh it's it's interesting. When I saw we put this on the, the chat, it really intrigued me because in the world that we going in making everything gender neutral, I understand and respect the thought process, but I don't like it. Um you can never come to a point where a Becky Lynch and a Brock Lesnar will compete just for a quote unquote um title uh-huh. match. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, and I know you talked about this before. Book it right now. Yeah, I, I know you talked about this before, but I I just don't like, for example, may, maybe let me take it out of this context. You would never ever want to see men versus women basketball in, in a game. You don't want to see men men versus women football. 
to me, to me, it, it has to do with, I guess I have a bias and, and I will say it's a bias. I have a bias where, and I don't mean to say this as a man versus woman thing, but I just know with genetics, it, it's, it's overpowering when you have men athletes versus women athletes based on how the body is structured. Not saying who's stronger based on how the body is structured. And the contact that athlete-grown men have against athlete-grown women, to me, is just a, a disadvantage genetically. Now, do we have women So you're saying the women are genetically are inferior? No, 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 no. I think that just happened. Body structure. No, I didn't mean to say At like that. Silly it came out on like Twitter, that. on Twitter. No, no. <laughs> it did not come out like that. If it did, it did not mean to say it. But based on Finish body structure... Based on body structure, I just don't think it's a fair thing that I would want to see. I just don't have a taste for it because even though we have women athletes that are better than men in, in certain things, like, for example, we have definitely better women basketball players, women uh, track stars that are faster, you know, but it's just it's competing on a different stand. Like even when kids, you won't want to see high school kids play middle school kids. It's just different. I, I, I want to add my comments in real quick. My challenge here for this is that if you're going to do it, then you have got to do it. There's no half-ass in this. Um, if you're going to bring spotlight and attention to uh, equality and being gender neutral, then you need to do it. Thus, the next thing you need to be moving towards is intergender wrestling. And then the next thing you need to do is stop segregating all events, such as the men's Royal Rumble and the women's Royal Rumble. If you're going to start Declassic. If you're going to remove that word and you want to bring awareness to it, then you you can't half and half it because um, ultimately you're not setting a a, a a a baseline precedence to what the potential issue is or what the issue is. So if you want to say somebody's the champion, then the champion has to be able to do champion things and defend it. Right. If you're going to right. if, your, if your moniker is going to be a defending champion, then you have to defend it. So if anyone steps up to anybody, then they have to defend it. Point of the point blank, point of the matter. So that's just my thing. That's their challenges. I think it's a good thing that they're bringing awareness to it, but I'm also still a little like eh, with it because we know they're not going to move towards intergender wrestling as a follow up to this. And hell, they made this. They made this move last Thursday. Well, this Sunday there's a men's Royal Rumble and a women's Royal Rumble. So right. you know when, when is this going to come full circle? Because if you could make the decision of making that really really quick on a dime of of, of it. Uh, of decision making, just, just, just go full blown with it. So, um, yeah, step step into the right direction, but do it. You have to do it if you're going to do it. Uh, also, that makes me wonder: mismatch challenge is connect? Is that even a thing? Can, how not. do you how do you how do you <laughs> how do you announce the rules of it when it goes completely against what you stand for? Where you're going to say, "Well, women can only face women, and men can only face men." And if the other one's in, the other one has to tag out. That's that's clearly that's always been a problem. But now that you're like, oh, we're going to bring awareness to this, and you're going to start somewhere, then just do it with everything, period. So that, that well, that's that's my challenge just with it. I think the interesting thing um, is that we talk about equality in in regards to men and women wrestling. It isn't be, the equality disparity isn't because of the fact that there aren't women's championships, there aren't women's tag team championships, there aren't you know women superstars that are you know able to get over. Um, 
unfortunately, the perception of this country is that women are you know physically weaker um, mentally, if you believe Marcellus. There, there no. I said it. Um, but if you if, and if you don't believe that, then fine. The difference between basketball, football, soccer, track and field, and other sports and sports entertainment is these matches are booked. So if you're telling me, if, and that's you, Marcellus, but if anyone is yeah, going yeah, to yeah. tell me that, you know, Tony Storm or Lufisto or uh, Priscilla Kelly can't, you know, take on somebody bigger than them because they're a woman, then you're telling me that Daniel Bryan can't beat Triple H. You're telling me that um, Rey Mysterio, you know, can't, won't ever be a champion mm-hmm. or Kofi Kingston won't ever be a champion. Or Finn Balor won't be ever be a champion, and these guys are traditionally undersized, and oh, they're they're under six foot, or they're under two hundred pounds, and well, maybe in the sixties that was a thing, but now, Ricoch- guys like Ricochet and Will Ospreay and Gresham, and I'll never stop talking about Gresham, but you know, these are your male wrestlers now. But then also oh, women like Jordan Grace and Tara Valkyrie are your women now. But by the way, by, by the way, there's a prime example of everything you're talking about right now. And his name is Shorty G. That they're branding to be the person that, no matter the size, can face anybody. So it's the same logic. They understand well, that. They did the same thing with Daniel Bryan a few years ago. Yeah, and that was like, his, you know, that was his deal. But if you haven't seen Beta Scott versus Gregory Iron in a steel cage, and if you haven't seen, uh, I mean, Kimberly versus Keith Lee, you know. These are stories, and the whole point of the wrestling business is to tell compelling stories. And the story, and if everybody loves David and Goliath, but what if was, what if David was Danielle? You wouldn't read the book now. You wouldn't follow that story because it's a girl. Fuck out of here. So I think in general, the the big thing is no matter what the story is, it just needs to be told in a compelling way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that goes the same for anyone. Now, obviously, the perception of um, a, woman, a man hitting a woman um, out of context is inherently violent and distasteful. However, if you watch the Keith Lee versus uh, Kimberly match from Beyond Wrestling a few years ago, you know, Keith Lee's whole deal was like, listen, I don't want to do this because I will physically kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm a man and you're a pixie woman. Same story kind of recent with uh, me and M's last indie run um, when she faced Keith Lee. It's absolutely the same story, and it's an amazing match. Right. But if you're telling me that Shayna Baszler versus anybody couldn't be like a decent match on most shows if given 10 minutes, yeah, I think that'd be a hell of a match. I mean, and it's, uh, that's, you know, kind of one of those things. Obviously, we don't, nobody wants to see, um, you know, Sasha Banks versus Lesnar, where he just, like, just beats all the hell out of her. And, and Sasha Banks looks like Rihanna in the end. Nobody wants to see that. Mm-hmm. But let me ask this, though. Even though I agree with you, nobody wants to see that. But what if somebody, well, I want Brock. Give me Brock. So you hate on me because you think I'm smaller just because I'm a woman? It's a story. If somebody throws that storyline. It's a story that was told several matches that, you know, we named. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the story. It, again, and, it's and, not. And it's fair. Kimberly took all the L's. So don't think she didn't. She did not be Keith Lee. But it was still the story, and the people were on her side, and, and she, this is the fight that she wanted, and they respected her to the end. My favorite match in Nova Pro Wrestling ever is Angela Slane versus Keith Lee. And she, Angela Slane was the heel. People wanted to see Keith Lee beat the absolute horse piss out of her. 
And then in the end, they respected her and gave her a standing ovation to, because to, even to, though she quit. And I was going to say, to be clear, when the booking happened, there was no controversy around it at all because oh, no, the, the story, the, it was the, story the story the story was told so it made sense it's like it was it was a great story that led into a great match but there were people that were uneasy with seeing this woman take on this man to, regardless to, of to, how it was to be clear ticket sales says absolutely different because they so that show sold out unlike any other because people knew that when it came the way i look at it is that we've seen a, a character terrorize a promotion, terrorize the owner, and everybody involved. To the point that we said, we need a care package to come in. We need the biggest care package we can. And it wasn't even even a big spectacle of this person's coming. It was like, you just messed up. Guess who's coming next next show? And it sold out unlike no other. So when I said the the storyline wrote itself, there was no if, ands, or buts about like, whoa, why him? Why that? It was like, oh, this makes sense because you right. did all of this. You tried to burn this man who has his kid, who just had his kid in this whole family, disgrace his whole family. You had to do what you had to do. And to that point, because we know what that storyline is, storylines can be told and formatted, formatted for whatever the audience may be so that it makes sense. That storyline absolutely took this DMV area by storm because we knew it had to come to such. And then, right. the, then the match doubled and tripled down on everything to the point that this is why we still talk about this two years from now. <laughs> and this is, here's the thing. Like, obviously, take Brock out of it. But what if Becky Lynch, the man, as it were, came down and says, I am physically the best wrestler in the company, and there isn't a damn soul out there that can say otherwise. And then a, a new champion, other than Brock, comes down and says, well, I got a belt and you don't, so prove it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that is a match that needs to happen, but it is a match that does immediately draw interest. You're talking smack mm-hmm. to the champion. Back it up or don't. You know, yeah, I mean, this is the man's games now or whatever uh, that you want to paint the picture with. But the bottom line is there's stories to be told and there's, there's new ground to be broken. And I think that once people uh, suspend the disbelief a little bit more and allow the story to be told, um, and see for wrestling. I mean, if you can believe that The Undertaker is an undead mortician led around by his father and his mystical pot, then why can't you believe that Becky Lynch could beat Bobby Lashley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it has to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you really believe that The Phoenix lives under the ring and hosts a children's playtime show in his spare time, then why can't we believe that Mandy Rose could roll up the Miz. Also, yeah, I was just I was just about to say that if 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 you if people want to keep the same energy, then you also have to remember about certain techniques that happen in the ring. Half the roll ups that happen, the sneak roll ups in the one, two, three. It's like, do y'all really believe that to be a thing? Yet you go with it because it's we understand the, exactly, exactly. So like, it, it it can happen. But again, to the to the point, and I want to shift to our last thing here is that if they're gonna do this. If they're gonna bring awareness to um, gen- being gender neutral, then you have to do it yep. flat out. You have to, and then you have to like like a, a quick example. And I really want to move on is that Nia Jack, the indestructible force, as she's branded, <laughs> when, oh, okay. she, when she stood up next to Dean Ambrose, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, 
I think a lot of people, there was a lot of intrigue there, and they both wanted to do it, but the company didn't. But don't let it just because of what Nia Jax looked like and her moniker that no one else can, can have stood right across and it had to just have been just as organic. So if the story makes sense and then they can do it and they can tell it right and then it, and then it's targeted towards the right audience, whether it be kids, whether, whatever it may be, then just do it. It's no more of that like, yeah, we want to do it, but we're not or we're scared. Or here's a little bit of sprinkles, but no donut. Like, just do the whole thing. Just do it. And right. and I think this is the if this is gonna be the step. Now you've already you've already sample sized us with mismatched challenge. You sample sized us with some of the Becky Lynch shenanigans back in the day. Becky Lynch moniker right now. You're removing what the word woman um from your 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 titles. What is your next move? The next move isn't to be planning. The next move is to do it, if you ask me, at this point. Just do it. Um, Jamal, let's wrap it up really quick. Um, let's hit news and other little quick things that we haven't uh, got to talk about really fast. Okay. Um, short thing is, is that the, uh, New Japan is actually starting up tomorrow in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida, not All Tampa. Right. Um, and this is the first of their week-long series in the U.S., Mm-hmm. The problem is, these matches aren't necessarily marquee names, and uh, Kota Ibushi has the flu. So, mm. oops. Um, I mean, uh, granted, I think that obviously they're running shows concurrently in Japan with uh, the American uh, shows. So, as much as I want to see Jeff Cobb versus Alex Zane or Lance Osher versus uh, Yoshihashi. That's not going to fly me down to Tampa uh, for that. Um, so I, I really hope that New Japan gets it. You know, I hope. Or number one, I hope Ibushi gets better. Uh, number two, come on, New Japan. I mean, uh, Red Shoes ain't there. So who else? isn't there. Uh, so yeah, what am I? What am I really watching? Ibushi's not. Ibushi's sick. Shibata's not there. What I mean, what, what are we really watching? I mean, come on. Um, so yeah, uh, good, so good luck to New Japan and their uh, shows, and obviously you can head to their website for ticket information. But they'll be in Tampa, Nashville, Tennessee, Durham of all places, Cal- uh, Carolina, because not Charlotte, Durham, I guess, um, Miami, Florida, and Atlanta, Georgia, and fucking Durham. I mean, <laughs> out of all the cities in the southeast, you know, the Tampa area, Nashville, Atlanta, Miami, and Durham. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that that happened. Uh, Naomi's rumored to come back to the Royal Rumble this weekend. Um, surprise. Uh, big question is is why? You know where has she been since July? Since she that was her last show or last time on TV. And you know what should we expect from her uh, since she will probably join the SmackDown roster again? Interestingly enough, is that no one cares. So. Uh, <laughs> That is uh, so so rude. So rude. So true. I mean that that is that. I'm sorry. That's just a thing. Um, Wrestle Expo. Never heard of it until now, but I'm very excited for it because Keith Lee, uh, you're the champion of all of North America, um, from Canada to Guatemala. He's your champion, and he's coming to Queens, New York, Melrose, Massachusetts, outside of Boston, Livonia, Michigan, and outside of Detroit and Chicago, Illinois, in Chicago. Uh, for Evolve shows, 145 through 148, on, starting from Leap Day and running in through March. 
So there's going to be some meet and greets for uh, Champa and Keith Lee. Um, very excited for that. Uh, you have Josh Briggs as the Evolve champion. He's going to be there. And Kobe Carino, who I generally like. Uh, AR Fox is going to be there. So some, Evolve, you know, has some interesting talents. But good to see Keith Lee at least reaching out to the people as he is the champion of all of North America. The whole North American plate, Keith Lee's now. Um, uh, ETIX uh, has your tickets, ETIX.com, and it's Evolve 145 and 146, uh, February 9th and March 1st, and then the weekend, two weeks after, it's March 14th and March 15th in Detroit and Chicago. So, good on you, and that's the news. Right on. Yeah, as much as Naomi's returning, also hear rumoring Nia Jackson Riot do not understand um, I don't know the wow factor here, but I guess people got to report on what they got to report on. Uh, so I guess we'll see what happens when when it happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, but oh, later. But I'm really excited for their R.H. show since Nick Aldis is coming. Right, right, right. Um, we definitely got to talk about how that plans out when we get there. Maybe we'll just kind of give a quick recap in person since we'll be there. Um, but. Uh, nonetheless, that I think is going to wrap it up for us this week in our topics. Uh, again, this week you have Worlds Collide on Saturday, Royal Rumble on Sunday. Uh, hopefully it's two good shows, but you know we gave our thoughts and reflection on it going into it. We'll see how it uh, how it uh, kind of manifests up uh, to talk about for next week. Also, um, I think it's quickly noted to say that if you watch AEW Dynamite, it was on the Jericho Cruise. Looks like people had a lot of fun there. Um, I feel like the production was absolutely on par with what they do actually in arenas, which I want to say quickly, don't think that's a good thing because in remote over the seas, shouldn't should <laughs> you're in studio base and more stability and, uh, and, 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 and probably having to deal with less technicality uh, and potential issues shouldn't mirror exactly what's happening while you're on the boat. But Nonetheless, the fans look like they're having a good time. Ticket prices were crazy, so hell, even if you didn't, you better look like you are having a good time. But um, nonetheless, uh, um, um, we will, again, proceed to next week and uh, talk about the fallout from this weekend. But as always, people, thank you for listening in, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.